Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. My daddy had a Pontiac on the beach side of yellow. He was a young man then, and I was a little fella. I'd play in that bench back seat and listen to the songs get sung. He couldn't oh, carry yeah. a tune in a bucket. New Eric the Church out today. Carry on my wayward son on a hippie radio. Uh huh. Songs about the flowers. You know, if, if good music don't make you smile, we can't be friends anymore. Low budget, not so loud. I just want to listen to this song. It's the first time I'm getting to listen to all of it. Just came out. Hippie Radio. Eric Church. Uh-huh. All right. We're back. This is episode two. Season two of the Low Budget Live, Not So Live podcast. Luke Duncan and... uh Meant to do one earlier this week, but it's been kind of crazy in my life. I flew out, uh, flew out to Tampa, Florida, down to Tampa, I should say, not out. People normally say that when they're flying out west. Flew down to Tampa, Florida, uh, 6 a.m., which I don't recommend, uh, to Tampa for TH Marine to work the IBEX show, which is the International Boat Building Conference. It's like iCast for all you fishing freaks out there. It's uh, iCast for the boating industry. So every boat manufacturer, every component manufacturer, you talk about some crazy stuff. And it's it's something that's kind of most people that are fans of the industry, you know, never even get a chance to see where all this stuff comes together because there's so much to build in a boat other than, you know, hydraulic jack plates and hydroways and hot foots and, you know, fiberglass. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And there are a lot of people that make uh, make livings building it and selling it and that kind of thing. I ran into uh, my old buddy, Mr. Paul Elias, down there. 
he was there working for a sponsor, which is rare. You don't see any pros, and he had his jersey on, which was kind of funny because uh, you don't see that a lot. And he was like, man, there's a lot to this. This is my first time at this show. There's a lot to this this boat building game. So it was kind of cool uh, doing that. Had a good show. Kind of crazy week, though. It's busy. You go from uh, setting the show up on Monday to it's just kind of balls to the wall, man, all week. So I never got a chance to record a uh, LBL. But here we are. It's Friday, October 5th. LBL. This is this is your LBL right here. Um, got in late last night, late, late, late. From um, flew flew back into Nashville, got home too dang late. Slept in this morning a little bit though. Feeling good. Want to talk about it. Talk about all kind of things. And I may have a uh, may have a little guest going to call in to LBL as well here in just a minute. Going to. Uh, Going to try that on the low-budget live, not-so-live. Um, crazy, crazy week yet again in bass fishing. Here we go. This, this stuff continues. I'm ready to go freaking fishing. I'm tired of it at this point. But uh, lots of rumors flying still. The MLF uh, Bass Pro Tour field is full. It's set. And, man, did they uh, kind of pillage bass more than uh, I think anybody ever thought. You know, there were there were very few guys that turned it down. It was a short, short list of people that turned down the invites. Um, and crazy, crazy. Just a few guys staying at Bass that actually were invited. A lot more were not invited. And a uh, ton of guys on tour were not invited. Interesting how they kind of made some of their choices. But um, I'm sure in their overall plan, it made sense to them. Of course, there's no qualification or anything like that. I'm not hating on that. I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think when you're putting together something like that, you need the people that are going to be the best anglers, the best marketing folks, have the biggest uh, sponsor base to support them, and uh, and the biggest fan bases. So I think they I think they went and did that. I think they did um, big time. Uh, one thing that did happen this week, talking about invites and all these dang videos people are making. Oh, that's my official announcement. Uh, guys making them that didn't get invited, you know, you can hit me up what you think about that after you listen. But that's the dumbest crap I've ever seen in my life. Truly. Like, oh, that's a really hard decision, but I'm going to have to stay with FLW after digging deep. Well, yeah, because nobody, your phone didn't ring. I'm going to have to stay with Bass. Yeah, your phone didn't ring. It's silly. It's silly. So, and a lot of guys are proud to say, "Hey, I'm I'm supporting Bass or I'm supporting FLW." That's different. But uh, there was there were a couple that that made just goofy videos. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Not funny or cute. It was kind of silly. But uh, there were some good announcements. Those Seth Fighter was funny. His announcement video was pretty funny. Um, some other announcement videos made me cringe. James Watson's was good. Uh, Swindles was very from the heart and sincere when he went live. Wesley Strader's was very sincere. I felt knowing the W, I know it was a tough decision for him. Uh, he's he's made a couple switches, went from FLW to Bass, and now from Bass to BPT. So he's he's moving. He's like a hobo. He's got his stuff thrown over his shoulder, hitchhiking, getting out of there. But uh, best of luck to everybody that went. And then Iconelli was the last one this week. 
Big Mike. Did a Ike live this week, and uh, I think they they think they upset some people. They drug uh, they <laughs> drug it out, and he didn't make his announcement on live like he had teased all week, which is a total gangster move. That uh, that really made me laugh <laughs> that he did that. But then the next morning, he's like, "Hey, join MLF." So MLF's a stacked field. I made a post about that this week. They apparently sent out a, a message to all their pros to be sure to share the exact same post with the exact same <laughs> picture of the roster because in my social media feeds, it's all I've seen all week. Um, and it's definitely stacked. I didn't have to read it 900 times, but it's definitely definitely stacked, to say the very least. going to uh, be hard to get a check over there. Best of luck to everybody going. Um, you know, and then there's rumors swirling about bass and some different things. On that and FLW, you know, are Bass and FLW in trouble? I don't, I don't feel that way. I don't think they are. It's like I said last time on the podcast. Um, support them all. If you're a fish fan, fish head, you love bass, you love tournaments, watch it all, man. Watch it all. Watch all the coverage. Support everybody. This industry is very small. It's almost like a family. And, and just because I'm not at MLF, um, or Bass or FLW, you know, wherever the dust settles and, and, and you find your respective angler that you like, um, you, you got to support them no matter what, and you got to support the other guys. This, this industry is really, uh, you know, it's, it's tight-knit, and it's small, and, um, and it's political. I'll throw that in there, too. It's good and bad, but, uh, but you got to support it. We got to, if you love it at all, Quit bashing bass, quit bashing FLW, quit bashing Bass Pro Tour, quit bashing guys for like, oh, you're sellout because you left. No, they're not. It's a great platform. It's all we're out here looking for, platforms and exposures. It's what sponsors look for. It's what we're all looking for at the end of the day. You know, you get into it for a love of catching bass, and then it turns into a business. That's what I always say. You've heard me say it if you listen to me at all. That's where it always starts. starts with a love for bass and turns into something else. The love of bass always stays there, but when it becomes a job and something you do for to feed your family, um, you got to look at it differently. You do, and lots of things change. And loyalty doesn't always pay the best. Okay, that's real talk. Um, I myself, I do try to be loyal. I do, but loyalty doesn't always pay the best. Put that on a t-shirt and. You got to look at it from a standpoint of if you're working wherever you work, and the company that's the competitor calls you up and is like, "Hey, man, we really like what you're doing. We'll give you seventy five thousand dollars more a year to come come work for us. What are you going to do? You know, it's going to buy your kids braces and college and you know everything else. Man, you, you can't." Well, I've been here for 25 years. I guess I'll just stay. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. So it's it's uh, it's tricky. It's tricky, and uh, it's 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 tricky waters to navigate. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. And um, and so FLW yesterday, there were 100 anglers that signed a petition wanting to see the money that disappeared from the payout go back in. FLW has responded, and the money's going back. I myself was on that 100-man petition. Very proud to say I was. Proud to see that FLW 
agreed to make a change. It's an interesting time. The anglers have a voice for the first time in a while, albeit a small one. They do have a voice, and that's a good thing. It's being heard in FLW. I applaud them for doing that. And, uh, you know, they also extended the entry date until November 15th from October 15th, and that was a big deal for us. They cut down the deposit. So so they, they listened, right? They listened. Uh, and one of the guys that had something to do with that that kind of drove the charge, along with Andrew Upshaw and Jordan Osborne, my buddy Brad Knight, we're going to get him on just here in a minute. Text Brad right now, as a matter of fact. Let him know that we're fixing to uh, super professional low budget live. We'll call him in about five minutos and get Mr. Bradley on the phone. We'll talk about that and talk about other things. So, so FLW changed. They did. They backed off of their letter where they said we aren't. They did adjust their payout back. It's far from perfect, but it's a but it's a, a change. On the on the opposite end of that, they raised entry fees in the BFLs and the Coastas, the TH Marine BFLs. And uh, that's been kind of a, an interesting deal all week. People talking, raising those entry fees, payouts didn't go up. So I don't know. It, it, it's a wild, wild, wild time to say the least. And then on the other side of it, you got bass, and, and you're looking at a Bassmaster Elite Series field that's been raped and pillaged, and it has about 40 guys left in it. They're going to try to get to 80. Through their qualification standards, they can't get there. They can't. They take five guys a year from the Opens. This year we're going to take the winner of the Open Championship and the Federation Nation winner. That's 12. For those of you doing redneck math at home, 40 plus 12, my math could be off a little bit. It's 52. If they're going to fish 80, some folks got to come from somewhere. You do the math in your head. There are lots of talented anglers out there with fan bases, sponsor bases, good resumes. They could join the Elite Series. Will they drop their qualification standards? Will they invite some guys? Will they handpick to try to battle the MLF takeaways? I don't know. We'll see. I'm hearing both. I've read both. I, in my opinion, it would be really cool to see Bass reach out and get some guys. It's my opinion. I think it would be very cool. Um, if they will, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. No idea. I'm not privy to that information, but I'm just saying math don't add up. You know, will they go through the opens past where they normally do? Will they go handpick some guys from the opens? Yes, probably. Um, but in that, does a guy that fishes the opens every year that's got a day job, and I'm not knocking that in the least, God knows at all, uh, does he have the sponsor support to go fish the Elite Series? Is he ready to fish the Elite Series if he didn't actually qualify, if he wasn't on that, you know, been thinking about that all year, you know? So it's interesting. It's interesting. So, you know, lots of rumors flying. Honestly, I'm tired of looking at my cell phone about it. I get messages about it, text. Me and buddies talk about it all the time. This whole thing, whether it's the BPT, the Elite Series, or the Tour. Man, my God. I'm ready to sit in a tree, hunt some deer, be quiet get my new Ranger bass boat in in a month and just go freaking fishing because it's been a lot. I said it last time. If my wife hears the letters MLF one more time, she's going to kill me. And, and truly this weekend, she's like, my God, can we just quit talking about this? I have to uh, 
have to say I agree. Let's see if we can get Brad Knight on the phone. Since we're talking about this right now, see if we can get old Bradley on the phone here. Let's call Brad. Brad Knight. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. Bradley. What's up? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Well, I don't, I don't want to make you nervous or anything, but you're on Luke Duncan's low-budget live, not-so-live podcast right now. How freaking pumped are you about that? What an honor. What an honor. <laughs> what an honor. You're the first call-in guest, and I called you, to be fair, <laughs> for just being fair. I called you to be on it, and I'm in the middle of talking about something that, that you and I, you're one of my best buds in the world, one of my brothers, one of the Tennessee Three. We lost, we lost our third member of the party a while ago, but one of the Tennessee three, and I'm talking about all the rumors swirling. How's Bass going to fill a field? Well, that's definitely been a topic of conversation amongst <laughs> uh, everything else here lately, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how they move forward, if they move forward. You know, we've heard talks from everything from – they're just going to stick to open guys, or they're just going to keep the field at what they have now, or they're going to get some FLW guys. So yeah. I don't really think they know. I don't think anybody knows. I, I agree I mean, with that. For sure, and I think some of the comments that we've heard the Bass officials say over the last few days on, like, iClive, I was listening to it the other day when Dave Preck was on there, that they assumed they were just going to lose 20 to guys or right, so to right. major league. So they kind of got caught with their pants down when they had the – mass exodus of guys to the new bass pro trail so you know i'm sure they're scrambling a little bit trying to figure out uh, what they want to do and you know we're, everybody's in just sort of a holding pattern to see how everything shakes out no oh, I, I know and I, I wrote something down i said it earlier and and i'm seeing some guys get slammed for going to the bass pro tour you know you're not loyal uh, other than Scott Martin, because Scott, you know, he had the tough decision to make, and he and he made he it. Have but a tough he did. <laughs> oh wait, what? He didn't have to make a decision. He just made a video. Well, he just made a video about having to make a decision, um, breaking down the the fourth wall, folks, uh, right here. But I wrote something down, and and this is something you and I talk about a lot. Loyalty doesn't always pay the bills. Doesn't. It doesn't, and I, I think that's something that you're going to hear a lot. It's the word loyalty. I know you're a super loyal dude to your sponsors. Been with the same folks for a long time, especially since you won the cup. You got hooked up with some awesome companies that you'd already been working with that really stepped up and took care of you. And loyalty yeah. matters to you and I both with sponsors. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you've said it many times. I've said it many times. We do this to feed our families. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's 110% of business for me. Absolutely. Uh, and, and for a lot of us as well. And at the end of the day, loyalty lies to your family and your bank account. You know, that's I've right. got a kid to put through college, and that's what my loyalty lies to. So, yep. you know, at the end of the day, I've said it on a, on a Bass Fan article, and I don't mean just to sound ugly, but at the end of the day, I don't care if I'm fishing FLW or I'm fishing Bass or I'm fishing a local Thursday night or, or a BFL local division. Whatever, at the end of the day, makes me the most money is where I'm going to go to. You know, as long as I'm fishing, I'm going to, and I'm supporting the lifestyle that I've chose, I'm happy. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, when you're fishing, it doesn't matter what you're fishing, as long as you're putting the most dollars in your pocket. Absolutely. That's the way I look at things. Totally agree. You know, people had to make some decisions, and some left, you know, bass that have been there for a while, and, and that stuff, and they had to make a decision, and 
the end of the day, I think the biggest part for the loyalty factor that comes in is just how you handle change. Yeah. And I don't think people are going to hold it against you if you're making a move to better your family as long as you do it in a in a professional manner. You know, there's ways yeah. to handle things. You know, I saw some people that left Bass, Bass provided a lot of these guys a great platform. All of them, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And they, and I saw some pretty low class stuff that happened on the I way. I did too. Really, kind of being ugly about it. I, you know, that's just not the way to handle your business. I don't think so. Well, bass has been a fixture in all of our lives. I mean, they've been around for fifty years, man. The classic is the deal. Um, not taking anything away from the Four Sweet Cup because obviously, it's as hard to win as the classic. It's hard to get to. You want it? It's life changing. You know that. Absolutely. More than anybody. And uh, I'm yeah. lucky to have two friends that have won it. I know what a life-changing event the Forest Wood Cup is. It's just not been as around as long as the Classic. The Classic is that Super Bowl that we all have known about since we were little kids. And you and I are the same age. We grew up watching Denny Brower win Classics and yeah. and that kind of stuff growing up, man, and dreaming about being there. So, so to say that Bass – is some kind of bad organization or negative or whatever? It's it's it, that kind of sucks, you know. Yeah, that's not that's kind of. I just don't like seeing people paint things in a bad light. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, there's going to be people disagree with things, and then they may have bad. You know, I wasn't over there, so I don't know if I don't that's like right. I was going to say that. Yep, yep. But at the end of the day, you know, you just got ways you can. If you can, it's just like having any other job. When you leave a company to go work for another company, you know, are you flipping people off on the way out the door saying screw you? Have you been there for probably, years? probably. You know, you can. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, probably. We, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that, that option's there. But you know, here's the thing: what you gonna do when that new job might not work out? You gotta come, come back saying, "Hey, y'all, those, uh, all those screw yous that I was saying on the way out the door, I was just kidding." Yeah, no um, doubt. You know, three years later, if you're at the bottom ten of major league, it's, it's, you know, I was just kidding. That I was hey guys, I would love to. Can, can I come back? Yeah, guys. Or you hey. know, if you get on another show and you want to dog certain people and really make a make a name for yourself on a on a negative list, what if you're the hottest angler in three years? And That's exactly right. Well, nah, you're not positioning yourself so good. But well, we all yeah, know that it the, changes. I mean, it changes. Yeah. You can you can catch them one year, you can not the next. You can catch them one tournament, not catch them anymore. The rest of the I mean, it's just it's crazy and. and Ultimately, it's a it's a roller coaster of a sport. That's the most cliche thing about it. But um, well, talking about we we talked about bass. So I, I started the show talking about all the, all the crazy craziness in uh, in fishing, like I did last week. But we banded together on the FLW tour, and I got to yep. say publicly, I could not be more proud of you and Andrew Upshaw and Jordan Osborne, uh, three names that 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 kind of steamrolled this thing. I know, I know you and, and Andrew really talked a lot and there was a petition put out there. Almost a hundred guys signed it. Some guys didn't sign it. We've, we've talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah. We've been disappointed <laughs> with that a little bit uh, with some guys, yeah. but at the end of the day, a lot of the right people signed it. Guys were passionate about the money that came up missing and the payout mm-hmm. and so we got some news. So, so if you'd like to officially, I know they 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 put it out there, but you've been in the you've been in the trenches, man. So so what are you thinking? What what are we what are we dealing with here? So you know, just to kind of preface the story a little bit. FLW made a lot of changes at ICAST that everybody got really excited about. Momentum was really good. I felt like an FLW for the last year or so. Um, 
they got rid of co-anglers. They're going to reduce to reduce the field. That was going to be the so everybody's pretty pumped up. And then all the changes come for major league fishing. Everybody's kind of on the pins and needles about that. What's bass comes out and they're going to change all their stuff. Well, we're waiting on our payout to be announced from FLW. And when they do announce, basically they announced the payout is less than it had been and that they weren't really going to do anything about it. They kind of had a PR move there that I didn't agree with, and uh, most of the people in the fishing industry didn't really like. But regardless, um, a couple of us reached out and kind of started talking amongst ourselves. I think Jordan Osborne has started the Facebook group for the anglers to be able to talk within themselves. And, you know, just kind of one thing led to another. And um, You know, I, I know the name, like, or petition was thrown out but really for right. me i felt like it was more of a just a list of guys that were in support of a payout structure change yes and you know we didn't want to make a public you know go to bass Man. it wasn't hell no we won't go hell no yeah, it wasn't we, that we weren't, about to, we weren't fixing to make picket signs right and that stuff but it was we're too lazy to get, yeah <laughs> right, we got too much stuff going on to do that but we wanted to go to you know have some conversations saying hey you know this isn't just one or two guys that would like to see you know, some money shuffled around a little bit to make it more sustainable down the line. But, you know, we've basically got the whole field, half of them were a little bit soft and decided that they didn't want to sign the, the, the petition or, or the list or whatever you want to call it, you know, to band with their buddies there because they were afraid of some personal fallout. Black ball. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen some anglers do some pretty wild things and say some pretty ugly names to pretty high-end people at FLW, and they're still thought of pretty good. That's so right. I didn't, think, I didn't think signing a piece of paper was that big of a deal. No. But, you know, I think a little differently than some people. It's hard to get blackballed anyway. for when you're a customer. Walmart wouldn't blackball you. You're paying That's money. I mean, you go in there and take your pants off and act silly. <laughs> they, they might. Yeah. They might blackball you. But if you're paying them, I don't think. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm, I feel like I've got to. You know, and at the end of the day, that's why you pay a membership to belong to an organization to have a voice to say, hey, this is what I think. Nobody was handling it. Totally over. agree. But anyway, um, we had some back and forth dialogue with FLW, and, and hats off to them. They were open to listening, and we kind of were able to make some adjustments here and there to where we felt like everybody could win. And, and they didn't nice. have to after they made a, a public stance that they were not changing. Um, I think they, they kind of took a step back and in the light of the situation decided that it was in everyone's best interest to try to work together. And, man, you know, at the end of the day, I've got nothing but good things to say about no dealing with Kathy and, and Bill and Trish and everybody that worked hard <laughs> behind the scenes to make it work. And Brad. Didn't have to. Brad. <laughs> he did good, Brad. I liked that letter. So, at the end of the day, <laughs> the people, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see it all, all worked out. I may never get one of those checks. Well, at the end of the day, that, that could be, you know, some guy that really needs that for his family may be able to get that. 60th really place check for 10 grand. Yeah. I mean, yep. I've passed a couple of them in my days that I no could really use them. No doubt, I man. Always, anybody can use it. And at the end of the day, it's, you want to sustain your guys the best you can. The more money you can put in the guys' pockets, the better. But the funny part is going to be the guys that were against it or didn't want to sign. I wonder if they're going to still go get that check at the end of the day. I bet they stand in line. <laughs> you're probably right you know. but it's the same as people that don't vote or people that stand out against you know whatever going on sure. in government or for or against or yada yada but you know that that's yeah. how the world works unfortunately sometimes and yeah. you and i are two guys that we do we like to uh you don't have to worry about what we think very often brad no i'm gonna probably tell you no speaking of that totally different subject because you and i are both gagged out on all this we say that all the time we're gagged out on fishing and very what's gagged. going on Let's talk about hot tubs. 
Let's talk about I it. I mean, I, I stepped up this year after Cumberland, and I made a baller move. I, I, you know, I got a check at Cumberland. I could have paid my mortgage. I could have bought groceries. <laughs> I could have done a lot of things. I went straight to Nashville, Tennessee, and ordered a hot tub because I, I had stayed at a house. Me and Suggs rented a house with a hot tub. It was colder than hell all week. I stayed in that bad dude every night, not with Suggs because that would have been weird. But Suggs was telling me all week he had one too that he had bought, and he's like, "Best thing I ever did." So, so I got one, and now welcome to the hot tub fam, BK. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Hey, all I can say, number one, is you can't give rednecks money. You can't. That's what we do. You can't. You can't. Yeah, we, we might not have them up to eat around here, but by God, we got a hot tub. Yeah, I mean, truly. The electric bill might not get paid at my That's house right. on time, but I'm going to have them chemicals for that hot tub. That's right. That's right. You got priorities, and that's just, you know, that, that's, that's the way it goes. That's all it is. But I, I say that. the government goes, I'm going with lure test tank. I'm yes. Really, yes. <laughs> hot water lure testing facility. Yeah, yeah. It helps the, uh, the buoyancy of the baits. Yes, I can test, test everything for summertime fishing when it's 104. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm rolling with. Hot water discharge lure so testing. If Donald's listening or anybody at the IRS, it's uh, definitely a product lure testing. That's what's funny is my MacBook is a uh, is a production studio. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's, just, that's how it goes. we got to play the game. Everybody does. That's right. So that's right. That's been an investment that, that we've got. I've always wanted one, and I just had to break down this year and finally get it done. So. You built a palace for years, though. Yours has got a roof over it. And, yeah, and yeah, I mean, you know, if it rains, we can't be having any, any raindrops. So well, you, I, I get, the one I got is just a round one. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles your, yours have. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to upgrade because I can't be outdone. Um, well, you got like a start, you know, you got to dip your toe in the water. Yes. Make sure that's what you're going to do. You I, don't want to get like, eh, we're not really sure. I kind of so, got the Zebco 33 of hot tubs. Let's just be honest. But it's got oh. RGB lights in it. It's got, I mean, it's got lights in it. It's got a little waterfall thing. And, you know, it, it works out. It works out, you know. It's a, it's a good place to have a beverage. And uh, my goal this year, though, is mine looks out towards my woods where I see the deer. My goal is one morning early this fall is to uh, shoot a deer out of it. That's the goal. Hot tub hunting at its finest. I'm going to see if we can make that work. I think you need to mount, like, a little GoPro deal on the side. Oh, that'll happen. And that'll be like epic YouTube footage. Well, I film Maybe everything, first of all. Let's just be. <laughs> yeah. I film everything. Be, uh, so. When the neighbors come over, hey, Luke, uh, what you got going on with that camera in that hot tub? What you doing over there? What you got going on? Jackie Bushman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going down. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, before, before we go, BK, before I let you go, Tennessee Vols football. Mm. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do we like our coach? I, I do. I, I don't feel like it's anything new. I'm just kind of accustomed to it's going to suck. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a couple of years before we can get any action over there because we've got to have some damn football players. We don't have we any don't right have now. Any. We don't no. have very many that are, that are very good. And, you know, whether you love them or hate them, with the Bush Jones deal, you know, he recruited. Hate him. Yeah, I do too. He recruited very poor athletes that are – and then led a, a culture of losing – and soft mentality. You kind of seep in. Yeah, and, and now it's ingrained. And, man, it's just going to take time to turn that around. We've seen it happen. The problem is that we're on, like, a third-year or a third-coach turnover. Of this. 
know, yes. we live in Butch and now, and I'll start, I guess, with the Kiffin debacle, but yeah, it'll be, uh, I, I like our coach. I think he's a tough minded guy. And it's, that's what these guys are going to have to take. But at the end of the day, you're just going to have to win on the recruiting trail for another couple of years. And it's just going to take building up depth and having some legit players over there. So, well, would you I think leave I could go over there right now? I could go start at left tackle. I think, right I think you could too. Would you leave Tennessee? Let's bring this back to fishing. Would you leave Tennessee to go to Alabama? I'm too loyal for that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Just asking if Nick Saban calls you personally and says, Brad Knight, we love what you're doing as a Tennessee fan. By God, we need you in Tuscaloosa. You're 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 being you what, loyal. I, I wish Nick Saban would call me. <laughs> I wish he would. We didn't even have a good dialogue for about twelve seconds before he hung right up on me. So I got a few things I'd like to tell him. <laughs> Brad, I'm gonna end there, buddy. I love it. Probably, it'll probably wouldn't be to tell him how good of a job he's doing either. No. All right, Brad Knight. Where can everybody follow you? Brad Knight fishing on Instagram. Yeah, just hit me up at Brad Knight fishing Instagram, Facebook. Brad Knight Fish on Twitter, and you know we try to keep it fun and funny on there, and uh, a little bit. And of hunting any more hunt real quick? Any yeah. more hunts planned this fall? Brad does yeah. Instagram story follows his elk hunter. He killed a freaking big old elk out in New Mexico earlier this year. It's freaking awesome. Following along on his Instagram. Are any more plans for the fall for that? Yeah, we're going to be going to Canada for a whitetail hunt, and I've Ooh. got a couple of other smaller things here and there three-day hunts around but okay you know we're gonna it's going it's a little bit busier fall this year it seems like because everything's got so pushed back no doubt about that but it probably cuts into my hunting time and that may piss me off more than any (laughs) of the other stuff no doubt i like to get out there but uh you know it wouldn't hurt to have a little bit of weather break where it's not 90 degrees yeah uh, friday october the whatever sixth i think Fifth. fifth. That's right, because your anniversary. Yeah, that's right. Happy anniversary. I I remembered it. The fifth, and it's 87 degrees at my house today. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, BK. Hey, thanks for having me on. I thanks for being here. Being the first guest. I was on the very first. You were. At, uh, where was, where was that? The South Carolina at the uh, Cup that, yeah, that Atkins won. So, yep. Yep. So, so it's only good. necessary that you be the first call-in guest of the Low Budget Live, Not So Live podcast. Dude, I just, I'm, I'm taken back by the honor of it. That's all I can say. Well, it's probably the greatest thing that's happened in your career once again. It is. Throw winning the it cup is. out. Throw your anniversary out. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened in your life. If I'm just, if we're just yeah, being I honest, told, I won't tell I Beck. I woke up this morning and congratulated my wife on being the luckiest woman on place on the planet Earth. <laughs> you know, she's, man, she outkicked her coverage on that one. She did, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Go Vols. That's right. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening. All right. See you, Brad. See you. All right. There you have it. Bradley Knight calling in. Hopefully that worked out. Hopefully the audio was good. You know how we do this. Low budget live, not so live. You never know how it's going to shake out whenever we, uh, you know, try something new, (laughs) something technical. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, I got. Uh, I said last time I was going to close with some with some daggum uh, questions. So I'm going through Insta, put it out there. Um, let's see. All right, here we go. 
Let's pop this one up. This is a wild card. This is my brother, uh, Wesley Mullins here. Wesley, here we go. He says, in reference to Hank Cherry on Ike Live, stating that there are quite a few guys on MLF that should not have been selected, my question is, who do you think shouldn't have been selected, should have been selected, who, do, who got uh, overlooked? Besides the obvious choices, such as you, Winky Face, Brian Thrift, and Scott Martin. All right, I'll answer that. I won't say who shouldn't have been picked because that's just too uh, – because you could throw me in there. You know, I don't have all the top tens and I don't have the wins and I don't have that. I do think that I would have been good on camera for MLF. I think I can catch them. I know I can catch them. I would have enjoyed the format. Uh, and obviously I, I enjoy promotional things and, and, and of the like. That being said, um, it did kind of suck to not be a part of it. I'm not going to lie about that. I, I can tell you, I've, I've been, I moped around about it for a couple of days. Never thought I would actually get invited. There was nothing that made me think that. Um, really. Um, heard rumors, maybe, that I could have been on a list. But I knew there were a lot of guys ahead of me, obviously. I haven't been doing this that long at this level. Um, but I do think, you know, Thrift not being on there is kind of – that sucks for Thrifty. Um, Scott Martin, too. Scott works hard. Um, he had that big decision to make. He 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 made it. But uh, Scott not being on there. David Dudley. You know, there were some guys from the tour I would like to have seen invited. I think they pretty much – they covered the gauntlet on the elites for the most part. You know, a guy like John Cruz has been around a long time. I, I'd like to have seen John on there. Um, and I don't know any of the behind-the-scenes crap on why people were picked and not picked and who was on the list and who turned them down and who wasn't, other than just what's on been, been on Bass Fan and – and kind of the guys I've talked to that I know uh, that I know were invited and turned them down. Okay, and I think there were only about six. So I, I don't know. You you have different factors affecting that decision, and I'm not so sure. You know, they really they stuck with Bass. Obviously, I, I would have liked to have seen it been about a fifty thirty split, fifty from Bass, thirty from the tour. 60-20, something like that. You know, they ended up with about eight guys, eight or nine guys, whatever the case was. And uh, that was my only beef with it was the FLW thing, and that's just because I've kind of been a proud FLW guy. We've got some characters over there. We've got some guys that really catch fish, guys with fan bases. So that was my only thing is, is if you're going to open up this new thing, it's kind of open it up to everyone in some way. And, and you know, there's going to be a feeder system down the road, and, and we'll see. So, um that would be uh, that would be interesting to see those boys over there. Um, super pumped that Andy Morgan got the call though, and ended up going. Andy's a good friend of mine, and uh, anxious to see him over there. Andy's a character. All right, so that answers that. Here we go. This is from Mr. Stephen Webb. Stephen, uh, when you are getting ready to fish a new body of water, how do you tackle practice? Well, it just depends if I have history there. If I do not, you know, if it's a – oh, excuse me, <laughs> a new body of water. Stephen, sorry, late night. Um, you know, I, I try to dig around online, find historical things. Um, if there is a local that I know in the general vicinity, I don't, I don't get help, uh, waypoints and things like that. I'm not, you know, very often – Unless I really know somebody that's a good friend of mine or something. I've, I've done that in the past. I'm not above it. But um, 
try to find out which end of the lake it goes down on, you know. But but I think the first thing you got to do if you throw all that out the window is you got to know your, your seasonal patterns. You know, if you're in April and you're in Texas and the water temperature's X and and what have you, you got to know what stage those fish are in. So you got to kind of do some digging, do some thinking, and you got to tackle it from that perspective. You know, if you're in the fall this time of year, you're gonna be running up some creeks looking for some bait, looking for some schooling fish looking where those fish are going to set up for the winter. You know, if it's in the, if it's in the pre-spawn, you're going to be looking at those pre-spawn places. So I'll, I'll look at my map, and I'll, I'll find an area that looks like something that fits my style, okay? That's something I talk about a lot. You suit your style. If you like to go throw a jig on rock in the pre-spawn, the lake you're on's got that, go, go look for that. Some channel swings, some things like that. So that's kind of how I tackle a new lake is seasonal patterns are huge. Adapt your style of fishing to wherever you go, and look at the look at the seasonal pattern. But a lot of time, you know, like you go to like we go to St. Clair. I'd never been there before. I show up in June. You know they're going to smash them on a tube. You know you're, they're going to smash them on a drop shot. You know they throw a spinner bait some. And that's about it. The time of year we were going historically, and other than that, you just got to find the areas, you know. And so you just spend a lot of time looking for key areas, and those fish were on a lot of different types of cover. Um, but that's what you got to do. You got to know a little bit about the lake, even if it's Googling the lake and, and, you know, or looking at, there's a lot of past tournaments on a lot of places we go that I've never been watching some footage, things like that, man, just to help you, help you get in the zone. Or if there's a lake that compares to the lake that you're on, that, that you fish at home, you might, you know, a lot of times things sync up like that. You, you see something that reminds you of home. That's always a good thing. It's always a good feeling. Okay. So Stephen Webb, there you go. It was all over the place. All right, here we go. Let's see. My dude, right here. Okay, see, tell us. Loyal, low budgeter, right here. Um, let's see. Would you have gone to BPT if the if they sent the invite? Loyalty over in innovation son i'd have packed them bags so quick <laughs> uh like i said loyalty doesn't always pay the best i like the bpt i like what they're doing yes i would have gone straight up uh i'm not gonna make a video about that because i didn't have that decision to make yeah i think that uh and then i i think i, I would have i would have done it i'd had to look real hard at it man no doubt. I think it's pretty exciting times. That being said, if I got called for the Bassmaster Elite Series, I might have to look at that too. That being said, I'm really proud to be on the FLW Tour. You know what I mean. It's just uh, whatever's new and shiny is what we always tend to uh, really enjoy. And, yeah, KC, I, I looked hard at it. There's no doubt. No doubt. Oh, Tyler Kane. I like this one right here. We'll answer two more. Here we go. Tyler Kane. Thoughts about my buddy Fat Cat Newton being an MC for a trail. I think that is the absolute biggest no-brainer in the sport right now. Somebody needs to grab Fat Cat Newton. I've told FLW. I don't know why. Hashtag love Chris Jones. Respect you, Bubba. Fat Cat blows it out of the water. Fat Cat's amazing. So, unfortunately... MLF doesn't have uh, an MC because they're not going to be weighing any fish. Don't know how that's all going to shake out, but maybe he could get a gig over there. 
Um, of course, Mercer's at Bass killing it. Mercer's my boy. But Fat Cat, yeah, man. Dude is, uh, dude is one of the uh, nicest human beings in this industry. Works very hard. Dang good dude and uh, super talented, man. Super talented. So there you go, Tyler. Answers your question. Fat Cat Newton. I like it. All right, here we go. Oh, man. Here we go. This I'm gonna, I'm going to answer this one. Eric <laughs> Eric Dowett, if I said it right, buddy. Um you know, said so if you could fish any tour right now, FLW or Bass or MLF, which tour would you fish in 2019 and why? Um No comment. Honestly, all three. Truly, I wish I could fish all three. That that's probably the most sincere answer. I wish I could fish all three trails. I wish it was where everybody could fish all three trails. I wish we had one big trail instead of all three being split up. Truly, um, I think obviously this PPT deal is leading the way a little bit right now. It's new, flashy. That's like that new hot girlfriend when you've been with the same old chick for a long time or whatever. We'll see how it all shakes out, though. Um, I think bass would probably be a you know a great choice too. Uh, the classic's the classic. It's always going to be the classic. And then uh, the tour's always been good to me. I'll enjoy fishing the tour. I love my buddies on tour. So I wish I could fish all three. Simple as that. Simple as that. Big time. Let's see. What? <laughs> this is from my buddy Marshall Gregory. Um, he says, uh, "When did I decide to be a dad joke telling hillbilly on Instagram?" I don't know, Marshall. I made the decision in your mom's basement. Love you, miss you, buddy. There we go. All right. That's it. Listen to that. Oh, bring it back. Oh, yeah. How good is that? That's a good song right there. Eric Church, new album out. Can't remember if it's like he needs help. Maybe Eric Church, you need to hit me up. You need to give me some help. But I'll never forget those baby blues and the glow of that dashboard light. That's good stuff right there, folks. Low budget live, not so live. Thank y'all for listening so much. Crazy times. Crazy, crazy times. Thanks for listening to this, Redneck. I enjoy talking. That's what I'm the best at. Thank you so much. Next week, see you. Born as girl in Pontiac, you been radio. Four years and seven days, the time cans to the bumper. I was pacing a maternity floor, my flower baby was a mother.
My hands were shaking as we were leaving, taking our boy home. My heart was full and in my head I could hear a long, long song. Cats and a cradle and a silver spoon.